Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane, Shane, and Nelly back with you again. Today we are going to be talking about the biggest fades in Debbie drafts for us. Last week, talked about guys that are coming the diamonds in the rough and guys that we want to make sure that we have in our Debbie drafts. This time we're going to be talking about guys we want to stay away from. Either in ADP they're going a little bit higher than we think, or it could be the fact that there's just so much uncertainty with that player that we just kind of want to avoid a little bit. Uh, but first, since we are still in the offseason, we are going to do another nonsense draft because we enjoy them. And we hope you do too. If you if you don't like them, send us a message in the Discord and say, hey, Kane, we know you're fat. Stop talking about food. And I'll get it. Right? Um but today we're going to be talking about the best sandwiches. Um, so we're just going to start our normal draft um, with the best sandwiches. Um, it's always about food. It's, it's always food. So here's, best food drafts. here's a definition that I would like to use for this. I think we need mm-hmm. to come to a definition of sandwich before we move on. That's fair. Okay. A sandwich is a food typically consisting of vegetables, sliced cheese, or meat placed on or between slices of bread. Yeah. I think that last part is probably the one part that matters, right? Like, I, it is. I, I'm, what, how do we feel about split rolls? Yeah. So, yes. I like a hoagie. I feel like. Yeah, like, I, I think a hoagie. Yes, though, I think I'll okay. a sandwich. Okay. You know what? That opens up the door too. Uh, sh- <laughs> Nelly's sure. about Let to take, take hot it. dogs. Take it, Nelly. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a round four steal of hot dogs. <laughs> hey, no tipping picks. <laughs> uh, like I, I definitely have. Uh, you know. Might have one or one on the border or something. We can. I think there's a couple that you know might be might be close, but um, let's just get into it. Um, anyone want to go first? I'll I'll go first if no one else wants to. You know, what? I'll, I'll take it. I never. I feel like I never go first. Okay, I'm gonna take one. I'm gonna take what I had for supper tonight at the 101. I'm taking grilled cheese. I think a great grilled cheese is one of the best sandwiches ever. Extremely versatile. You can dip it in soup, in uh, a nice tomato soup. You can put meat on it. You can put bacon on it. You can put, you know, uh, it's just a versatile sandwich ultimately. Nelly, do you want the turn or do you want the middle? Um... I'll take the middle. I feel like in the past I've thought stuff would slip to me and then you guys take them instantly. 
So I'm going to go with the Philly cheesesteak. Damn uh, it. Caveat has to be eaten in, in Philly. Um, and not at, not at the tourist traps. Um, go to look, go like search on Reddit for like the actual best Philly cheesesteaks. And you'll find, you'll find some good ones. Uh, I mean, such a good sandwich. The, the, the shaved steak, the, the melted cheese, the onions. Mm. So good. I like them. Um, with this pick or with this whole draft, I think I'm just going to go heart here. I'm going to go with my heart the whole time. That's what you should. It's, I feel like you usually do that, Kane. So. Um, yeah, sometimes <laughs> yeah. I go with some some little more popular type sandwiches. Yeah, or popular kind of picks. Um, I am going to take. Now I know that pick will come back to me, but um, I'm going to take the Reuben. That's a good. Oh, pick. That's a good pick. That's what I was going to take. Delicious sandwich. Um, I adore a Reuben. Um, and here's here's my question. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not going to take this, but I don't think we can like say hamburgers. Correct, correct. I would agree. Okay. I think hamburgers, then we're just getting into a different... Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I don't know how much of my heart I want to go with. It's, there's a lot of good sandwiches. It's hard I know, to... there's so many. I'm going to go with a uh, crispy chicken sandwich. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah. Just... Sure, you might have had like one or two gr- not good ones, but like for the most part, I think they are about the safest pick of like any sandwich on the menu, other than one that might come back to me at the next turn. But I think you're pretty solid getting when you go out to eat and you're getting a fried chicken sandwich. I think you're more than likely going to have a solid, solid lunch or dinner. Yeah, those were the two sandwiches that I was hoping would make it to my next pick. So, Ooh. Uh, well wow. done there. Good value. Thank you. I will take, this is a fun one, right? I, I don't know if it's as as well known, but I'll take a shrimp po' boy. Um, Son of a, that's the one that I thought would come back to me. That's a good one. No, no chance. And yeah. you have to have one down in New Orleans to actually have a good one. Yeah, with um, slaw. Uh, yeah. Fried. I, I, let me tell you, my bet the best room Po'boy I've had on and I've been in New Orleans was not in New Orleans. Where was it? It was in Mobile, Alabama. Man. All right, but that's still the South. It is very yeah. close, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I I love shrimp, and that's the best shrimp sandwich. Yep. I'm also maybe the only shrimp sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm thinking of other shrimp sandwiches and I'm not getting any. Man, I have like four that I want, that I want here. Um All right, I I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go uh with a barbecue pulled pork sandwich with the 203. I think a good pulled pork like, I think you can't beat it. Slow cooked. I love some good barbecue sauce. 
Uh, and then 301, I will... I'm going to go with my heart because I love this sandwich. I feel like it's maybe a slight reach, but I'm going to go with a French dip. I, I like a French, like good French dip with au jus and roast beef, thin sliced. Oh, beautiful. That's it. That's a good pick. Those are fun. That's an experience too. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm going to pull a cane here. I'm going to pick from the heart, right? You guys are probably going to scuff at me. This is a, a reach back to last week, but I'm going to take a breakfast sandwich. That's I mean, I love, I love breakfast. I mean, <laughs> I, it's like, it's one of my main talking points in conversation. I love breakfast sandwiches. So I will take that here. Is that and, really and again, a, a talking point for you? Yeah, it is. It is. Cause I, okay. So kind of niche, but um, Pittsburgh breakfast sandwiches stink. And I can't find a good one. So I've been, I've been like everyone who I meet in Pittsburgh, I ask them for breakfast sandwich recommendations. You didn't ask me. That's fine, though. Sorry. I haven't? All right. We'll have a chat. No, it's fine. So you're not know, getting one, man. You're not getting the best <laughs> sandwich in Pittsburgh. Oh, I have. I have one that I've recently fallen in love with because I had my first one of these. And I think Shane might take it on the turn. I think it's very possible. <laughs> I, I, I feel, I'm down to like, I think there's two of two sandwiches it could be, and I both are, I'm taking both. <laughs> I'm going to go with my heart. Um, if, so my wife and I travel a lot. If there is a place where this is on the menu, I've gotten it every single time. Um, and I'm going to take the lobster roll. Oh, that's a good pick. I was thinking about that. It's like borderline. I'm not sure. It's, it's more of a hot dog than a sandwich. Well, that's why I asked a split roll. Because that's yeah, okay. technically, well, okay, I think it counts. Yeah, um, a lobster roll, absolutely fantastic. Truly, truly, one of my favorite things, especially if they serve it with some hot butter on the side, just some melted butter. Anytime you get more butter, it's always fun. Um, my favorite lobster roll, by the way, was in Baltimore. Mm. That I've ever had. Gotta get one up in Maine. I haven't been to Maine. Yeah. So that's, go for that's the on lobster the rolls. It's worth it. Go, go for just the lobster rolls. Um, so that takes off that one. Um, I'm going to go safe here with pick four. And I'm just going to go with the tried and true deli sandwich of a club. The club. I was, I was like, Kane has to take the club at some point. The club. So, sandwich, what does that consist of? It uh, around my area, it's usually um, ham, turkey, bacon, yeah. with mm-hmm. uh, mayo, nice. lettuce, tomato, and usually it's a double decker. So you have a slice of bread in the middle. Oh, interesting. So you're not getting on like a hoagie roll, a sub. Uh, no. It, like in the delis around me, it's always on a, always yeah, on toasted bread. Yeah, club sandwich is toasted bread. Yeah, delicious. It's very specific. Oh, I'm between two that are very similar. So I feel like I could get one of them on the way back, but then I don't know which one I'd take. So I'll take my preferred. I'm gonna take a, a chicken parm sandwich. Um, 
I mean, just so chicken parm is really good, right? So, like, you get that thrown on a roll, like, I mean, that's even better. Uh, I think it's super similar to another sandwich um, that also consists of uh, marinara sauce and, and melted provolone and mozzarella, but, um, or, or parmesan. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's essentially fried chicken, but dressed up. It's, it's so good. All right. Oh, man, which one of these two do I want? I have one written down, Shane. Yeah. And I want to see if it's the same one. I feel like it's one of the two that, that I have left, but I'm only going to take one of them because my last pick I have in the bag. Uh, all right, I'm, 403, I'm going to take a Cuban. I'm going to go Cuban. Uh, I think a, a Cuban sandwich is excellent. You get kind of the pickle. You get the mustard. Um you know, with with the uh, like Cuban ham, excellent. And then five one, I'm going to take steal the draft right here, and that's peanut butter and jelly, maybe the best sandwich that exists in the fifth. Thank you. I wouldn't have taken it. Me neither. I think Shane knew who he was drafting with. I, I don't exactly like peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly is. It is the best combination of two ingredients ever. They complement each other perfectly. And... I would rather have a ham and cheese. Easily. No. But let's no. not get Kane going on peanut butter. <laughs> that could be I a just whole don't draft like topic. it. <laughs> I, I had some crunchy peanut butter today. It was great. Mm. Cool. <laughs> All right. I think I also have a pretty good fifth round fifth round value here. Kind of similar to one of Shane's earlier pick, but it, it it's it's definitely different. I'm taking a sloppy Joe. I mean, the childhood memories of sloppy Joe's so good. I mean, it's it's similar to pulled pork. I I actually prefer it to pulled pork. Uh, I mean, depending on the pulled pork, pulled pork you can get kind of varied, but sloppy Joe. I mean, it's called a sloppy Joe. That's so fun and and it's delicious. In no universe would I rather have a sloppy Joe than a pulled pork yeah. sandwich. <laughs> sloppy Joe is always like you could give me a mediocre. you could give me a pulled pork sandwich with no barbecue sauce, and I would rather have that than a sloppy Joe. Oh, that's fine. You you have demonstrated your poor taste buds on this show before. That's incorrect, <laughs> Captain Quiche. Captain Quiche, you're you don't you're not doing what you think you're doing when you diss the Quiche. Oh, okay. I, I'm I'm definitely pandering to the other 98% of people. <laughs> I I am just waiting for Nelly to post the desserts draft from two weeks ago. Oh, that so got can... posted. You didn't see it? Oh, that's a shame. I've been busy. I've been busy. Oh, so I'm just I'm the last pick, so I'm gonna think through. I have four picks written down. Still, the one that I thought Shane was going to take. Um, I thought he I've... would take a bond me. Yeah, that, that was the other one. I yeah, thought about that. Yeah. I've never had one, though, so I felt uh, like it wouldn't have been. I've had one. Thing. Delicious. So good. I'm um, making bon me uh, burgers this week. So. Um, I really like a muffaletta. Incredible sandwich. Um, a BLT is a tried and true. Some people think it's almost a sandwich because it just doesn't have that much in it um but i'm gonna go with my heart the heart of hearts here um this feels like a nelly pick to me 
Um, I'm going to take um, what they would call the ice cream sandwich. <laughs> I thought about that. Um, yeah. Whatever. Look, take look, uh, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. A little dessert sando to round out the draft. I'll take it. It's pretty good. I Honorable mention for me would be chicken salad sandwich I enjoy. Also, I love like I love like a turkey BLT or like a turkey and avocado sub, but that's not like a, a pre-made sandwich. It's like a custom made like lunch meats sandwich that I order. So like I didn't feel like there was a good way to take it. Also, no one took an Italian. Yeah, like yeah, it's like Italian sub, but it felt more sub. I know we would have we included it, but I'd rather have a muffaletta than than a straight yeah. Italian. Bon me was top of my. I, I was between that and the Cuban very very hard. I knew uh, it. Yeah, I, I knew it was one of those two. Um, chicken bacon ranch sandwich is good. Ooh, like for, that's I, good. I, I for tuna salad, chicken salad, and then. My next gyro. I think gyro. You mean a gyro? Yeah, you gotta say that a little more cold. Uh, No, (laughs) Pittsburgh, it is a gyro, baby. That's what we call it. There's one thing. (laughs) I usually don't don't lean towards Pittsburgh on pronunciation. Don't try to, yeah, don't trust me. I have a, I actually have a, I have a Middle Eastern restaurant across the street from me. Uh, and I order euros all the time. Nah, we gotta go to the Italian guys with their, their <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, my bad. My only, bad. <laughs> only other pick I I did think about was a Monte Cristo. Oh, that's uh, if a you haven't pick. had one, yeah. please eat one. It's please. it's literally just an adult grilled cheese. Usually has one to maybe two types of cheese. Has kind of thick sliced ham. Just an incredible sandwich. Um, typically made with French toast instead of regular bread. French toast, notably oh. the worst of the griddle f- breakfast foods. <laughs> Look, we still got to get the dessert strap up, so you can't be, you know, we can't talk about the breakfast strap. Also, also, like, I would take any of these over peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly is the bomb. And also, of the salad sandwiches, I would prefer an egg salad. Oh, Ooh, all right. Wait. That's wow. No, we, we have just three, We have three radically different salad sandwich tastes because I like chicken and egg makes me want to vomit. They both make me want to throw up. Oh, egg salad Tuna's is all right. disgusting. Chicken's all right. Nah, Tuna, you never Tuna, had Tuna, mom's baby. egg salad. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, now, do you want to recap those teams? Yeah, Kane. Uh, well, I'll start with mine. I guess I had the one on one this time. Shane's team is grilled cheese, barbecue pulled pork, French dip, Cuban peanut butter and jelly. Nelly's team is Philly cheesesteak, shrimp po' boy, breakfast sandwich, chicken parm sandwich, and sloppy Joe. Kane is Reuben crispy chicken sandwich, lobster roll, club ice cream sandwich. I think it. I think this one ends Shane Kane Nelly. I think Shane yeah, I think Shane won as well. Oh yeah. man, I don't know. I, I think Kane could take it. I feel like the the chicken, the lobster. Yeah, it's close. I, I think Nelly has some good. I think enough people are gonna say fifth round pick, peanut butter and jelly. It's so good. 
Is that how you picture our listeners talking or just the ones who disagree with you? No, no. Those are the people that don't listen, but will vote on the poll on Twitter. Okay, there you go. Yeah. We'll we'll get the real feedback from in the Discord. Yeah, from Bam. Please go to the Discord. Bam Bam will give us a a write-up on this draft. Which is fantastic, by the way. We love that. Yeah, it's very Unless it's dissenting towards me, then I don't like it. (laughs) Uh, let, let's just dive in here. Let's finally talk about some football. Um, biggest fallers. I'm kind of well. Fallers it, fades. F- fades. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nelly, I assume you have a guy just kind of locked and loaded. Uh, just go ahead with the quarterback you hate. I assume you'll talk about him. Oh yeah, I mean that. That's definitely my number one is Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Um. Last year was just really disappointing, right? Like, the offense was kind of there in place. The weapons were there in place, and yet he really underproduced. Um, I, I don't think that's a, a a death sentence for him moving forward. He can take a big step forward, but that's pretty hard to do, right? Like, taking massive steps as a college quarterback is, 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 uh, is relatively rare. It's usually somewhat gradual. So he's someone who I'm not really uh, wanting to bet pretty confidently on to be the quarterback three in the class. I value him uh, around where I value Cade Klubnik, uh, Connor Wegman, um, like Nico Iamalieva, Jackson Arnold, uh, that group of quarterbacks. So that's still pretty valuable, right? But he's not someone who I'm looking to take at the end of the first round. I think there are better bets both at quarterback and at other positions. Shane, how about you? Uh, my big fades uh going to be Luther Burden, uh, which, which I think Nelly would generally agree. The wide receiver from Missouri, I think, is still kind of living off that top receiver recruit hype. And, you know, he, he was solid. He's an athletic player, big athletic. But, you know, Luther Burden wasn't the best receiver on his team last year. And I don't think Missouri is going to produce enough for Luther Burden to showcase himself to be, you know, a top 20 pick in the NFL draft. I think at best – you're hoping that he's like an elite athlete, which I don't really think he is. And that's how he gets into the first round. I think we're more looking at a day two, maybe even day three receiver in the NFL draft. And to me, he's just going way too high for that to be worth it. Um, mine here is, I think, you know, we've talked about this guy before, but um, it's Drew Alar, uh, the quarterback at Penn State for me. I, I have a hard time seeing how Penn State puts out a top quarterback recruit just at all. Um, And if he isn't a first-round pick, he's a waste at his current ADP, which for most people, it's at the end of the first round, right? He has to be a first-round pick or it's a waste. Um, So I I don't think that, that I would take a shot on him. I'd rather... You know, I can trade back, get Cade Klubnik if I want to take a shot on someone in that 24 quarterback class. Um, or excuse me, 25 quarterback class. I'd rather have a later guy and pick up something um, rather than have Drew Alar. I think he is incredibly risky um, because he seems to be going on relatively the same path as a guy that Nelly just mentioned, right? If he has a season like... Quinn Ewers next year where he's okay. Like he's a waste of a pick. 
here at the end of the first round. If you, if either of you have pushback on that, feel free. I do. I don't agree with you on it. I think your points are fair, um, but I don't think Penn State has had a lot of talent at the quarterback position. So I don't, I don't think that's a, a reason to fade him necessarily. But Axenberg slander, uh, deserved. Fair. Um. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. At this point, we have such a small sample with him, though. It's hard to say. Yeah. And I, that it feels similar to Quinn Ewers last year, right? Where we had no sample size of Quinn Ewers, and, but we're hoping that the talent wins out or the talent that we had perceived wins out, right? Um, so I, I think. I think those two are are pretty similar in my book. And I think both, I should probably move Quinn Ewers down, um, but I think both are very risky. I I think the difference is that, you know, Jorlard didn't enter college early, didn't, you know, switch teams. Like, I think there's a lot, a little more consistency there to me. I, I think the point's well taken. Like, the weapons at receiver are not great. Uh, so it might be tough to live up to the expectations, but I, I do believe in the talent. I think Penn State's a sleeper team to win the Big Ten this year. Ooh, that's a hot take. Yeah. Penn that's State fun. over Ohio State. Let's go. I, I look. I think it's not out of the question. I think it is. Happens. So I'm scared. That's, Better chance that's Michigan wins. Okay. Yeah. There, there's always a chance Michigan wins, but. We can get to that with my next fade. Uh, Nelly, who you got next? Yeah, I've got Jade not running back at Cal uh, as my next fade. Uh, I actually kind of like Jade not. You know, like his production as a freshman was pretty fun, right? He kind of came out of nowhere. I think he was a low four-star, so not quite out of nowhere, but he was a great receiver out of the backfield, saw a bunch of volume. My issue with Jay Nod is is they have brought in, I believe, four running backs in the transfer portal um, since the end of last season, and these aren't these aren't minor names; these are notable names. They brought in Byron Carball from Oregon. They brought in Justin Williams Thomas from Tennessee, who was a high recruit last year. They brought in uh, King Doru from from Purdue. That adds a little bit of depth. And I still think he's the most talented out of all of these backs, but I don't think he's going to get a massive workload. I think Cal is also going to be really bad. Like that team is pretty devoid of talent. They've got a new quarterback. They lost. Um, they lost J. Michael Sturdivant, a wide receiver as well. Um, so they're going to be a team that, from my view, is going to be losing a lot, um, and that makes it harder on a running back. I think it's going to be hard to see his production grow exponentially. And as a running back from Cal, I think we need to see that growth. So he's someone who I'm I'm fading for running backs in the similar value range who play for bigger schools, have slightly higher profiles. Shane, how about you? I, I am fading the 2024 quarterbacks who are not Caleb Williams, Drake Bay. And Nelly already talked about Quinn Ewers, but I, I don't see them high in rankings. Every Devi draft I have done, all these quarterbacks are going ridiculously high, right? Like no one wants to rank them high, but then you're like, I really need a quarterback in my Superflex league. So I'm going to draft Michael Penix in like 
the second or third round of my debut draft. And like Michael Penix has had made major, major knee injuries. Even he's not mobile. Like it's not a good bet to make JJ McCarthy for Michigan sucks. He He's not good. Okay. Like he's not going to be a first round pick. Snaps. Um, Snaps. Yeah. So like, you know, look, someone's going to emerge and you know, I, I like Jordan Travis. I, li- I like Bo Nix and maybe KJ Jefferson, but like you can't be taking these 2024 quarterbacks as high as you are. Like, I don't take Shooter Sanders. Like, there's no reason to do that. Like, don't take these quarterbacks. It's such a, a, a lottery pick, maybe the last round, last pick kind of deal. But, uh, you know, you, you can't take them as early as they're going. They, you need to fade them. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give two guys here because we've talked about them quite a bit. Uh, I just I'm not going to go into him too much. First one, Mario Williams, wide receiver at USC. Like I'm still seeing him get drafted. Shane and I just did um, a draft, and he was going ahead of guys that I I, I don't get. Uh, so he's still getting drafted pretty high. I don't see it. And now um, this one is aimed directly at Michael Nelson. Um, but it's Connor Wegman. I am not a Connor Wegman guy, right? Um, I think he's going to be okay. Even if he is above average this year, I don't, I don't, I still don't see a first round pick in his future. Um, and that scares me um, because he does have a good weapon in Ever- Evan Stewart. I think he's the best wide receiver in his class. Like Evan Stewart's very, very good. Um, but I don't know if that's enough to, um, you know, have, have Connor Wegman kind of elevated into the top tier of quarterbacks in 2025. It's fair. I don't like it, but I, <laughs> I, I think, I think you're fair. With with your reasoning, by the way, I said four Cal running backs. I missed one. I missed Isaiah Fonse, who's also pretty legit. Um, I've got I've got one more one more uh, kind of sell here. This is more macro level strategy than individual players. It's those non premier freshman quarterbacks coming in. This has been kind of a topic of conversation for me in the Discord on Twitter uh, over the past couple of weeks. Uh, you see guys like like Aiden Childs, like um like Lenore Sellers, like um who's the Michigan State guy? Sam Levitt. These guys are like low four star recruits going to average at best division one programs or average at best power five programs. I'll grant them that. Um but these guys are just such low percentage bets for any sort of NFL relevancy. These guys aren't even guaranteed to be a starting college quarterback. None of them will start this year. Uh, maybe by the end of the year, one or two of them will. But um, it, just from a macro level, these 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 four star guys going to non premier programs have such a astronomically low hit rate at becoming a first round NFL draft pick that you're you're doing yourself a disservice in Debbie if you're drafting them over guys who have just a much more uh, realistic path to to relevancy. 
Uh, it's a really, really good call. <laughs> like, uh, hopefully, listeners of, of our show don't draft four-star fresh freshman quarterbacks. It's just not worth it. That's always really turned me on to that. Um, we sound so negative on this podcast right now. Yeah, but um, my fade is an entire group of players, and that's G five guys, right? And the reason why I bring this up, right, is in Devi, G5 guys are truly the worst bet in in Devi fantasy football. Because if you're drafting them, uh, you know, if you're drafting them because they have some really solid stats, uh, they should, right? Like uh, Shane and I talked last week on the podcast, right, that it's actually a better bet to draft FCS guys than it is to take shots at uh, G5 guys, right? So uh, trying to pick which G5 guy is going to, you know, emerge as like this solid, really great wide receiver or this running back that's going to be the next Tajay Spears or anything like that, right? It's a very, very bad bet. And an even worse bet is taking a quarterback from any G5 school. Like it it's just not happening. Um so I would just much rather avoid all of that and at least give me the one thing that I know to be true that more P5 guys Devi guys are drafted at a higher rate than G5 guys. Especially in positions that matter and that correlate to fantasy football success which tends to be day one and day two players. They're going G5 for a reason. And I think that's the biggest dichotomy we see a lot when, as people are progressing more into CFF and into C2C, those guys meet, those guys matter in those formats, right? But in a pure Devi format, they don't. And you're just, you basically just end up wasting picks if you can be the person that truly is going to tell me year over year who's going to be the highest drafted g5 guy and you can pick him every single time you should start betting on the nfl draft and doing it early and you will win a ton of money so i'm, I'm just out on those guys yeah uh I think it's a good call. My my last one is kind of a spicy one, but I think Nick Singleton is a Debbie fade. That's not to not draft Nick Singleton running back from Penn State, but I've seen him go as high as 103 ab- above Drake May, above Brock Bowers in premium leagues, above Rocket Sanders and Trey Henderson. And I just think you're taking on too much risk drafting Nick Singleton is going to continue to split in the backfield 50-50 with Katron Allen, who I like, who's the better pass-catching running back. Um, I, I think there's a lot of risk inherently with Nick Singleton to not be this, like, Saquon Barkley, Bijan Robinson-level runner that I think us Debbie players want, seeing him be hyped out of high school and wanting all that. And, he, you know, he's not he's not Bijan. And so I think he's just going a bit too high. You know, I have ranked seventh in my Debbie rankings. Um, I think that's fair. I I really wouldn't take him higher than that. 
That is spicy, especially from your Big Ten champs, Penn State. Look, look, they got the two-headed monster. It'll be good. But K-Tron Allen, I, I thought, you know, if you want bold takes, man, Penn State wins the Big Ten, and uh, K-Tron Allen is the better running back this year. Wow. How about that? If you want bold takes, Minnesota wins the Big Ten this yes. year. Yes. This isn't there a is. fantasy show. Bum, bum, bum. It actually is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it actually is. <laughs> uh, Shane, you want to teach us something? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'm going to teach about a woman who uh, lived in Italy in the 17th century. Her name was Julia Tafana. And what she did is she uh, sold a poison. It was called the Aqua Tafana. It was looked like perfume. And she would sell it to women who were in like bad marriages, abusive marriages. And it, no smell, no taste, nothing. So if they wanted to murder their husbands, they could just, you know, put a little on their food, pour it in their drink. And so there was just this rash of just like husbands dying. Uh, and it kind of took a long time. So they actually like get sick and go through these stages. So it looked, it looked like something different. Um, and, and she didn't get caught for like decades of doing this. Just be over a thousand men died by her poison. One woman got cold feet and told her husband like not to drink. Uh, the drink that that she had made them, and that's how they figured it out. Um, so that that's it. Um, but th- you know, th- there is a government wise. Yeah, you know, she wasn't arrested. Nothing happened to her. Couldn't really prove it. Um, and uh, she got away with it. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, let's let's dive into our buys and sells. Um, I'm going to go first because there's one player I do want to talk about here. And I've been looking at my uh, my not very thorough rankings, Nelly. Um, and they become thorough. They're they're trying. Like I feel like I should be buying Will Shipley. Um, like I I look at who I have ranked above him, and like I I think it's fair, but at the same point, like. Will Shipley could easily be what the running back three in the 2024 class. And like, I, I don't think I would say anything otherwise, right? He's going to run a sub four, five forty. He's fast. He has solid production. Um, he can catch. He is basically everything we want in a running back. And like, he just, maybe it's just me. I, I, Probably I do have him ranked lower than you guys, but I I think he doesn't get as much love from a lot of people um, when all he's done is try to carry that putrid Clemson offense for the last two years. Like I, I think he is is very easily a buy, and I should probably move him up. I don't know how high I can get him. Um. My sell, this is geared towards um, startups. Debbie startups, if you're in one and you have a separate NFL and rookie draft, I'm selling uh, first round picks in startups in the Debbie side if they're not in the top three. I'm trying to move down and I'm trying to get additional capital. Whether that means I'm picking up, you know, a second and a third or moving back a couple times getting you know maybe i'm you know a 
six somewhere in there and I can move to like the 110 and pick up a third and then move down again to the early second and pick up another third. Like I would rather do that and try to take multiple shots because I think we're at this point where there's such a, a wide tier um, of players that don't have a ton of difference in value from pick. Well, I don't know if Brock Bowers is even included in that top tier. Maybe. Um, like anywhere from like pick five to 23 are all really, really similar in value to me. And I want to get as many picks in that as possible. And if that means I miss out on a Trey Van Henderson or a Nicholas Singleton that Shane loves so much, and instead I pick up, you know, instead of getting one of those, I end up with like a Troy Franklin and a Malik Neighbors or a Will Shipley and a Cedric Baxter. You know, like something like that where I'm able to take multiple shots on instead of just having one. I think that benefits my team in the long run. I dig it. Um, my unknown is what happens with the running backs at USC. I I like Marshawn Lloyd. I like Relique Brown. Quentin Joyner season, baby. No. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen in that backfield. I think there's a lot of uncertainty on, you know, who gets kind of, and or even if a running back does get a majority of the work. Um, I think, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I tend to lean Relique Brown, but I, I'm not sure. I think it's fair. I, and I, I like your point about the uh, you know, trading those Debbie first rounder assets and, and getting some somewhere else. Um, my buy is Jordan Love. I, I think he's criminally underrated. First round pick, guaranteed the job in an offense that works well for him. I could see Jordan Love. I, I really like what I saw last year in limited time. I would move maybe – you know, a late first rookie pick, uh, a, a Jared Goff, um, and get Jordan Love now. My unknown, similarly, is also an NFL quarterback, uh, and it's Tua. I I think I'm in. Like, I think I'm in on Tua. I know the injury risk, the concussions is scary. I think it can create a value pocket here to buy him on an offense with a ton of receivers that we know is dynamic. He scores fantasy points when he's in there, but like I struggle with what the value is. And if maybe I'm, you know, throwing away too much risk. So, you know, I'm, I'm still torn. I'm trying to like buy him some places, but I'm still trying to kind of lowball a little bit, but I, I don't know if I should be pumping it more. And my cell is a uh, new Florida state Seminole Keon Coleman, you know, in the C2C league, he's probably not, you know, drafted in most Debbie leagues, but in the C2C, I think you can strike while the iron's hot. Uh, I like Coleman. I think he's a good player. I think Florida State's going to be a great team. I think transferring in May is a very difficult thing to do and is very tough to get on the field, you know, in this window of transfers. So I would probably sell him for like, you might be able to get a first round supplemental pick next year, you know, or high second round. Um, you know, if, if you have him, I'd sell him for, you know, almost any Debbie pick because I think the value is going to drop 
uh, a bit. I think it's going to take a while to get on the field. It's kind of funny. Uh, it relates to my cell, uh, which is Johnny Wilson, Florida State wide receiver. I actually think your point about Keon Coleman transferring this late into the cycle is valid. That being said, I think he's the most talented wide receiver in that room now. Um, and, and that kind of takes that title from Johnny Wilson, the six foot seven wide receiver at Florida State. Talented guy, right? But for me, the biggest sticking point is I struggle to envision a six foot seven wide receiver uh, in the NFL. It's such an anomaly. Um, and he's not someone who really plays like a tight end, right? So he, he's not someone who could make that sort of like positional switch. He's been getting some buzz lately, which is why I feel like he's a sell, right? Like I think there's some value to be had there uh, before um, what I would assume is going to be an underwhelming season. I would think he puts up similar numbers to last year, whereas, as uh, I believe the kind of expectation at this point is that he takes a step forward. He had some super – his like yards per catch is like 20-plus yards per catch, which which isn't sustainable. Um, my buy, and also this kind of relates to what Shane was saying, Logan Diggs, running back, uh, just transferred to LSU from Notre Dame. Now, he's transferring late in the cycle, which is it's it's harder to kind of carve out a role. That being said, that LSU running back room is like really weak. They have, I think he's a former walk-on. Josh Williams is like their main running back there. He got the most carries last year. Um He's fine, right? But Logan Diggs is pretty talented. He, he showed well at Notre Dame early in his career. Uh, there's some other talent there, so he decided to move on. I think he has the ability to be the best running back there, to be the lead back there. And that's a uh, that's that's a top 25 team, right? That's a pretty strong offense. Um, that's pretty high profile. I think there's some value to be had there. He might be on some Debbie rosters for like dirt cheap. There was a little bit of hype some of it probably coming from me earlier in his career. Um, but he's definitely out there in C2C. So he's someone who I'd be looking to buy for very cheap with this change of scenery. Um, my unknown is kind of a, uh, it's kind of painful for me. I don't know what I'm doing with the Michigan running backs. I think Blake Corm going back has kind of thrown a wrench into the Donovan Edwards outlook that, we've almost we being us Donovan Edwards stands have almost kind of approached with a sense of denial of uh, Donovan Edwards is super talented. Like we'll be fine. But like Blake Horn was a Heisman contender last year. He was a favorite until he hurt his knee. Like he's, I, he's still going to lead that backfield. I think that really uh, puts a wrench in the Donovan Edwards succession plan. Uh, it might be another year until that happens. We might, it, we might, I don't know. Maybe he declares this year after like another year of part-time work. I don't really know what to do. I still think he's very talented. Um, so that's why it's an unknown rather than a sell. Same goes for Blake Corm. Like, I don't know what to do with him and Debbie either. Um, but just that situation is something that I feel like has not been addressed to the extent that it should be in value wise for me. It's because I don't know how to address it. Yeah, fair point. Um, that's it for us here at the Debbie Marketplace. Please remember to, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, hit the description, join the Discord. We'd love to have you over there. Um, it's completely free uh, to, to join. We'd love to have you. Uh, but for Kane, Shane, and Nelly, thank you so much for listening to 
the Devi Marketplace podcast, and we appreciate every single one of you.